Let's all stand together. Praise God. Pick your Bibles up, wave them around, make Jesus glad, the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, glad to be here tonight. Your presence is here to confirm to my spirit what I hear tonight. And I'm not just going to hear it. I'm going to be a doer of it. I'm going to bring forth fruit in this year, 2020, my greatest year yet. In Jesus' name. Let's look at Second uh, Peter chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, question mark. <laughs> it's a long question, isn't it? <laughs> but basically what that's asking is what you know, what uh, should be our end time attitude? What should be our end time attitude? We're living on the end times. And of course, Second uh, Peter is one of the end time books. Jude is one. James is one. They refer to the end times. Of course, Revelation. End time epistles. And, uh, and so the Bible here asks this question. What, what manner of persons ought we be? seeing all these things are true. It just seems like evildoers often seem to strike it rich. It seems like evildoers often escape consequences. It seems like evildoers plot to do us harm. All of that's pretty relevant right now. Going on right now. Our president is catching grief because he's, he's throwing shade on the Justice Department. The Justice Department is filled with corruption. After eight years of Obama pumping it fill, full of one-worlders and communists and anarchists and everything else, uh, the courts in Washington, D.C. and New York City and all up in the Northeast, you, if you're a Republican, you can't get a fair trial. So the, the, the four prosecutors that, uh, that he was talking about, he, he complained they were recommending nine years for Roger Stone. Roger Stone is a show-off. Roger Stone is a dandy, but Roger Stone is not a, is not a danger to our national security. And he didn't do one thing worthy of a fine, much less prison. I mean, he just did what a lot of people, a lot of people do a lot worse than he's done. 
His main problem is that he was identified with Donald Trump somehow. And I don't think Donald Trump knows him that well. I mean, they're not best of friends. He's just, he's just a fixture. Like I said, he's a dandy. You ever see him? You got the hat on and the, you know, spends a lot of money on his clothes. Nine years. And the judge that was hearing that case is the same judge that put Paul Manafort, another businessman, into solitary confinement and almost killed him for pretty next to nothing. Next to nothing. We're living in the days that the Bible is talking about. What manner of persons ought we to be <laughs> when we see these things? We see these things. And uh, the chapter before the second Peter chapter two, uh, talking about God and, 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 and the understood subject is in verse seven is God. And God delivered just Lot vexed with a filthy conversation or manner of life of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So he's talking about, Peter's talking about Lot by revelation and he called him righteous Lot. And uh, he was vexed with the lifestyle that surrounded him in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. And so <clears throat> it's, uh, he was delivered. In fact, until he could leave town, God couldn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I, I, the angel said, you got to get out of town. You and your family got to get out until you leave. We can't destroy the place. And so he was holding back deliverance by not leaving. And the only reason he wouldn't leave is because his daughters and his wife didn't want to leave. They had already been won over by, there's a lot of people being won over right now by the, by the current lies that are being told. And so Lot was delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah, but he was vexed every day by their lawlessness. Everybody say lawlessness. Interesting that he uses that word. Uh, and so uh, the end times, the compression of the age. I, I like, uh, I heard Charles Capps years ago talk about the compression of the ages. And he taught on that. It was really a powerful word. And uh, how many ever heard of Charles Capps? If you have never read his book, he's in heaven now, but you ought to get his books. He's from England, Arkansas. And uh, Gladys and I had the honor of driving him around Houston one time. But uh, Charles Capps talked about the compression of the age. In other words, the fact that things are moving so fast. Now time has not changed. But yet, do you have that same feeling that things are just rapidly 
accelerating. So he used a, a term called the compression of the age. And actually, if you see an old hourglass, and uh, you know, you got the sand on the top, and you turn it over, and the sand is running through this little, little neck, and uh, you watch the hourglass, the sand, it, it doesn't even seem to move, it's just a tiny bit of sand dribbling down through the, the neck, you know, and you can watch and watch and watch and watch, and, and it's really hard to see the top level of the sand move down, it's very slow. Until, until it gets close to the neck. And then it slowly, as it gets further and further down this way, it starts to accelerate. The top starts to move faster. Well, is the sand moving any faster? No, the sand is not moving through any faster than it was to begin with, but it's becoming more noticeable. Are you with me now? Yes. And when it gets in that neck, it's going whoosh. And then time's up. And that's where we are. We're right there before it goes into the neck. And we're going to move out of the dispensation of the church age into the next dispensation of judgment, final judgment. And so... <clears throat> We're going to see these things increase as the days draw near. You know, what do we do? Now, do we retreat, look for a mountaintop, buy some white robes, and wait for the rapture? What do we do? Become doomsday preppers? Buy us a missile silo? I was reading about somebody that bought, they've got all these missile silos that are abandoned now, and people are buying them, you know, and having, I mean, they talk about a fortress. I mean, those things are made in solid concrete way down in the, in the ground. I mean, I don't really know why you'd want to live there, but anyway, people are doing it. Um, move to a Christian commune, you know, what do we do? <laughs> Be constantly vexed, like righteous law, he was vexed vexed. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm really tempted to be vexed almost every day. <laughs> so I'm preaching this message to me first and then trying to renew my, I'm not trying, I'm renewing my commitment to not be in that way. I, I don't believe it's the healthiest way to live. Amen? Amen. I think the Bible teaches a different way for us to have an end time attitude. We know these things are going to happen. Jesus said they were going to happen. And so we have to be prepared. He chose us to live in this time. And there is a grace for us to do what we need to do. To shine the way we need to shine without having a frown on our face and being angry. You know, the other side is going crazy. Have you watched Bernie Sanders? That guy is a complete nut job. <laughs> and how about, how about Bloomberg? He's a billionaire, get your teeth fixed. For God's sake, you're so cheap, you don't even you don't even fix your teeth. Your teeth are crooked and yellow. Why? Why is it? 
He can't look into the camera. Have you noticed he looks, looks off to the side? Keeps looking. He never looks at you when he's, he's got these ads. There's a million of them every day. One after another, one after another. All right, Psalm 37. Here's the answer. <laughs> Here's the answer, Psalm 37. What might... What type of people, what kind of attitude should we have? And Psalm 37, I believe, gives us the answer. There's a couple of nots, don't do's, and there's a couple of do's, okay? And the first one is, fret not thyself because of evildoers. <laughs> don't fret. Fret not. Word fret means to blaze up. Okay, Griner, you're talking to you. Blaze up. Wax hot. Lose your cool. Don't get bent out of shape. Gladys has come running in the living room. I'm hollering at the television. I'll come running in the bedroom. She's hollering at her television. Don't become emotional. Fret not. Don't be the don't be repeating. Facebook conspiracy theories. There's enough real ones without buying into the flaky, goofy, fake news that's out there. I mean, some people are just, now, come on, let's not be like the other side. Let's make sure that when we put something out that it's accurate, that's, you know, fret not. And yet we, we can't, you know, we can't stick our heads in the sands. We have, to, we have to know what's going on, but we just don't have to fret. We don't have to get all hot and bothered by it. Jesus said it was going to be that way. And so we need to stay informed, but don't fret. Everybody say, I'm staying informed. Stay informed. All right, and then, and then in the second part of that verse, it says, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. What do you mean by that? Well, in other words, don't say things like, I wish I could get away with something. Man, if I got away with I never can get away with it. Well, see, you don't want to get away with anything. You want to do the right thing. You don't want to really get away with anything, do you, really? So don't say that. You're being envious at evil. Don't be envious at what they do. Don't be envious. Don't... Don't allow, allow your attitude. See, I'm talking about end-time attitude, so don't let your attitude be one of any kind of envy at, at whatever they, you think they have or, or whatever you think they're getting by with. And boy, I wish I had everything they had. Look at them. No, no, you don't wish it. You, don't, you wouldn't trade places with them for anything. These Hollywood types, it just seemed like that they've got to say something bad about our president. I mean, they're trying their best to be relevant. Most of them are has-beens. They'll never be what they used to be, so this is the way that they can get attention. And they can say something, and the news media is so desperate for anybody that's with even semi-famous. They've already been on Dancing with the Stars. That's over with. <laughs> That gig didn't last but a week and until, you know, they were embarrassed and they had to, you know, get the hook and hook them off the stage. And now they're just, day after day, what can they do? They can talk about the president and the news media will 
interpret their opinions. No, we don't want to be like that. We don't envy that. Fret not, envy not. But then in verse 3, here's a do. Trust in the Lord. And do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. See, the other two is an indication that you're not trusting in the Lord when you start fretting and getting all bent out of shape and start envying and, and you know, gnashing your teeth. No, trust in the Lord and do good. Galatians 6, 9, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Romans 10, 21, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. We need to be about getting people healed. We need to be about getting people saved. We need to be about getting people the truth. That's doing good. We can overcome evil with good. Sometimes, you know, if we're not careful, the more we gripe about evildoers, the less trust and the less faith we have in our ministries to to do the things that we've been called to do. This is what we're called to do. We're getting to do it. We're getting to make a difference. I said, we're getting to make a difference. What What a tremendous honor to be carriers and purveyors of the truth. Be able to tell people the truth in love. Amen. Here's another do, do verse, verse four. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight yourself. Be happy about. Take exquisite pleasure in. It's what we did tonight. We just took pleasure in God's presence. His presence was so thick and so heavy, it still is. And, you know, <laughs> James got up there to take the offering, got hit with that presence. It's just a little different, you know, and just kind of settles in on top of you and kind of takes your breath away for a minute. Oh, I tell you, his presence. I'd rather have his presence. I don't care what's going on. on, I don't care if Fox News turned their studios toward the left wing and all of that. I don't, you know, there's a a lot of stuff I used to have Drudge Report on my, on my main page on my uh, computer, but Drudge turned against all of us here, and he figured out he could get more clicks by, by fa- pl- uh, printing fake news. So he started pr- printing fake news and all the pro-left-wing stuff. And so his clicks went up. And then it leveled off, and now he's turned back again to more of the pro-Trump side. <laughs> Well, I don't care about, about Drudge. I don't care about CNN or MSNBC. I delight myself in the Lord. I, I take pleasure in his presence, exquisite pleasure. I mean, we just need to do more drinking and less thinking. I mean, let's, let's drink more and think less. Praise God. Come on, let's just lift our hands and take a big old drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Lord, I'm going to train myself to laugh when I hear Bernie talk about giving on. He was at the University of Houston, poor Pete. They're just been indoctrinated. Right here in Houston, how could they, how could they be in Houston, Texas and be that goofy to believe this old man's going to do all the stuff he's promising? Free college education, cancel all the student debt. Reparations for who? Which ones? Are we going to, you know, how about me? I'd like some reparations. I mean, he's got he, Medicare for all, Green New Deal. We're going to have everything. We're going to give everything away. You're not even ever, you're not even going to have to hit a lick at a snake. You're going to just, we're going to pay all your debts. You can eat bonbons and watch I Love Lucy all day long. <laughs> Lord, help me learn to laugh. Help me learn. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's time to do more drinking and less thinking. Well, we can do it. We're, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, de I'm determined we're going to make it all the way to the rapture. We're not going to stop. We've got a message, don't we? And then uh, in verse uh, 7 comes the fifth one. It says, rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. You know, Hebrews 4, 3 says that faith has a rest. You know, when you're walking by faith, you're walking in a rest. You're walking with no frustration. You're not steamed. You're not nervous. You're not, you know, all that, that frustration leaves you. When you're walking, truly walking by faith and trusting in the Lord, that you're resting. Doesn't mean you're not watching. Doesn't mean that you don't care. Yes, you care care about what's going on, you care about your country. In fact, we're watchmen on the wall. We're, we're charged with watching, but we don't have to get frustrated while we're watching. God's got a plan. In verse 32 of 37 here, Psalm 37, it says here, the wicked watcheth the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. So, yeah, they're looking to see if they can take our guns, if they can take our, our faith, our rights to say. They, they, really, they really do, the left wing of, the, of this present Democrat Party, which means all of them. There are no moderates. Forget about moderates. There's no such thing. They all want to keep us from saying that homosexuality is a sin. They want to they basically... They want to criminalize what we believe. And they want to make sure that it's done within the walls. They don't want us to go out and do anything. That's exactly what they have in China. They have state churches. As long as they have an approved sermon, they let them have churches. There's state churches in China, state churches in Vietnam. As long as they, they approve of their messages, their messages can't, can't have anything against the state. Can't have anything against communism. It can only have certain things in it. And also it has to be contained within the walls. You can't go proselytize. That's what they're after. And then after they've done that, then they'll just bulldoze all the churches down. 
That's what they want to do. I know you don't believe that, or maybe you don't know that, but that's what they want. Well, we have to rest in the Lord because God's not going to allow us to have to, I mean, we're here for a reason. We're here to be his witnesses. And he's going to anoint us to stand for the truth. Amen? Amen. Rest in the Lord. Faith has a rest. God knows that they're watching us, seeking to slay us, but God's not going to leave us in their hands. Look at Psalm 33, a few pages to the left. While we can rest, we don't have to be all nervous. Verse uh, 10, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. All their devices, God is rendering them irrelevant. Are you with me now? But in verse 11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. Come on, praise God. Hallelujah. See, that, that gets back to trusting and resting in the Lord, you see, because he's got a plan. I said he's got a plan. And we're right in the heart of that plan. So now these five things, now we know what manner of people we ought to be. We ought to be people that uh, take pleasure in God and don't fret and don't get all wound up. Come on, lift your hands tonight. And let's just adopt this end time attitude. Hallelujah. We adopt the end time attitude. Praise God. It's going to get us, it's going to stand us in good stead uh, until Jesus comes back. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Well, come on, let's rejoice. Let's shout the victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God.